Hello, my lovely, and welcome to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie, and I'm your host and the chief weirdo of Carrie Out Loud. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. And as a woman with ADHD who mentors women with ADHD, I am here to help you harness the traits you contend with and show you how to work with them and not against them. So that way your business will grow and thrive with a lot less stress and overwhelm and you can have a lot more fun. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to the ADHD Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you've come back. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad to have you. And thank you so much for listening today. Um, All right, we're going to get down to business. Today, I was inspired by a post, but I was really inspired by my cousin, Alexis. And then it all kind of tied together. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my cousin. She's actually going to come on the show in a couple of weeks um, so we can just talk about ADHD in general. But she was the first person in my family that I, like my more extended family, that I really told that I was diagnosed with ADHD. And her and I, I've always loved my cousin. Like we've always related really well. And although I relate to everyone in my family, there's a couple people I relate with more. I think that's just human nature, right? And then she turns and looks at me and she goes, oh, I was diagnosed two years ago. And I'm like, of course you were. Yes. Okay. Now this all makes sense, right? And I've known this girl since before birth. So, you know, I held her when she was a little baby. I'm the oldest of the cousins in our family. So she told me this and she's also a woman in business, but it's a little bit different. She's a woman in business. She's a comedian. And she does stand up and she's fucking hysterical. She will be on the podcast, like I said, in a couple of weeks. So we're going to have a great chat, a little bit about just being bold and goals and ADHD and, and how all that comes into play. But one of my things I say is like, I saw this post today and it was basically saying like, be around people who think, you know, you're, who think, I don't remember the word, but massive goals are like the norm, right? And her and I were speaking and we were talking about like our big dreams. Cause like I see big things for her. I'm like sold out Madison Square Gardens, Netflix, you know, like I just believe in her so deeply. And she believes in herself because she's put in so much time on her craft. And it is a craft because I, when she asked me what my goal was, I said, I had to think for a moment. And I'm like, I want to help 10,000 women with ADHD create businesses or grow them. That's my goal is to help those women create these bigger dreams of theirs, whatever they may be. And big is very subjective, you know, but I dream big. I dream really big. And so when that number like 10,000 came out of my my hands because we were texting, I was like, whoa, yeah, I guess I have a pretty big fucking goal, um, which is great. I, 
it really kind of excited me. So we were going back and forth. And then I had talked to my friend, Caitlin, who's like one of my business besties. We talk about business and life and I've known her for a few years. And she's like, well, when you're in front of thousands of people speaking to them, that's not going to be too difficult. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they think I'm going to be a public speaker. (laughs) And these are the people you want to surround yourself with, right? The ones who dream big with you, the ones who bring your name up in a room of opportunity, right? So Caitlin said that, and in the back of my mind, I've always thought about public speaking, but it terrifies the shit out of me. And then I see my cousin go up on a stage, write jokes, and say them aloud, and hope to God (laughs) that people find them funny. And to me, I was like, that's terrifying. And I heard another comedian that I really like named, I believe it's Carmen Esposito. And she said that to her, it was weird to not do it. And I had mentioned that to Alexis and she's like, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like, once you start doing it, you just want to keep doing it. And I was like, that's really interesting. So we were talking about our big goals and all these things and really talking about how nothing is out of reach. Nothing. Goal-wise, when it comes to your business, when it comes to how you want to live your life, what you want to create, time freedom you want to have. And I alternate between business episodes and just plain ADHD episodes. And this is almost like a mashup episode because this is going to be about dreaming big and some of this is in the entrepreneurial realm. So we were talking about how like you think something's impossible, but it's not. And so she's allowing me to tell this story because to me and also to her, it was a moment in her life where she's like, oh, anything really truly is possible. (laughs) And her story she wanted to tell it to me, but she wanted to wait to tell me in person. She's like, I couldn't text it to you. You know, I had to tell you in person. You're the first person that I've told. So here's the story. Since I can remember, she has loved Shia LaBeouf, the actor. She's like, I like him a little weird, little, little scraggly look, you know, and I'm like, yep, he fits that bill, you know, and she's always just kind of had this like, thing for him and 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 it's been this joke with her and I I'm like you know forever I'm like oh do you still like him like that and she's like oh, yeah. you know like that that guy and um she's <laughs> I can't I have to try to keep it together while I'm telling this story because to me it just it just blew my mind away I mean we're talking like forever she's been you know this has been like a dream guy and then you know she lives in Pasadena now and Pasadena is very close to Los Angeles she's in LA basically so she's in the area where you can meet and run into people and there's so many actors or actresses who date just day-to-day human beings (laughs) they're human beings too but they will date someone who's maybe not famous Some maybe because of ego, but others because they just maybe want a little bit of that normalcy. That's my guess. So where the fuck am I going with all of this? Okay. So let me set the stage for you. Alexis had had a shitty ass day, really bad day. Her dog, Stella, Stella Louise, by the way, uh, is 
such a cutie patootie. Um, she's had that dog forever. It's her like baby, and we all love Stella. She, if you put your snack too low down to the ground, she'll just eat it right out of your hand while you're not looking. She's the best dog. <laughs> she's the best girl dog because you know I have all of her. That's beside the point. So Stella Louise was having surgery and she took her in, but they had to wait to have her be the last to have surgery. So that meant that she had to go in to pick Stella up around eight o'clock-ish, sunset time. And it's not like a VCA vet. This is like an LA vet where you, you think you're almost like in a furniture store because it's a very modern place and it's a very, you know, like you pay for a membership there and you, you know, they, they take care of your dog and, you know, she's, she takes very good care of Stella. So she's in there and she'd had this really bad, just not great day. And she was worried about Stella and work had been stressful. So she walks into this place and they sit her down and she's facing a window. And she's watching the sunset in out of this window, right? And there, they left her alone in the room. And she's sitting there and she's watching the sunset. And she's like, wow, this is really beautiful. And then she was going to take a picture of it with her camera. But she decided that the camera was not going to capture the moment properly. So she just kind of stayed in the moment. And I shit you not. <laughs> She's looking out the window, and none other than Shia LaBeouf is running towards her. Because there's a restaurant to the right of the vet that he frequents. <laughs> so here he is running, and he locks like eye contact with her and her with him, kind of like that, oh, I recognize you. And he's like, oh, I must be recognized kind of moment. And she's like, I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> She's like Shia LaBeouf in the sunset and he wasn't even running fast. It was just like a slow jog. She's like almost like everything was in slow motion and the entire day was set up to have her right there at that moment, that day, that time for Shia LaBeouf to come running at her. But here's what's cool about that moment for her and when she and I were talking about it. It was a moment for her where she's like, oh, anything is really possible. Like anything. And this may sound like a silly story to some. It's not to us <laughs> because it was just like one of these mind-blowing moments. But the reason it was mind-blowing was not because she had a crush on Shia LaBeouf, and not, but with a little bit of luck and a little bit of timing, this moment happened. And she just really realized that anything can happen for her. And so I wanted to bring this story to you because I wanted to remind you, now she has ADHD. It runs in her mom's family. It must run in my side of the family because I'm pretty sure my mom has it. Um, and so it's it's in our family, you know, so for her to have it, but she just perseveres. She works. Uh, she has a great job and she's, you know, thriving 
and she does really well in life. And I'm so proud of her. She works so hard at her comedy. She's really fucking funny. And she's met some people who have some connections and hopefully, fingers crossed, because I keep pushing her uh, to do this one particular thing that I won't, you know, share out loud, but it would possibly lead to something pretty substantial for her. And, um, and so what I wanted to remind you is, yes, you have ADHD and there is some really crappy shit that can go along with it. Anxiety, depression, um, not being able to finish tasks, not being able to start tasks. Like there's all these different things. And every single human being who has ADHD is different because there are three types. There's inattentive. That's like this daydreamer, the one who you say, hey, 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 to like 10 times. And then they finally go, oh, are you talking to me? That's the inattentive type. And you have hyperactive type where they're constantly digging their leg and they're talking quickly and they're, they're constantly have to be doing something all the time. Um, they don't know how to rest. They look like they're running on a motor. You know, literally, they, they will tell you, I feel like I'm running on a motor. That's something that a lot of ADHD women with the hyperactive type will tell you. And the hyperactive type is more the one that they've seen in boys because, you know, the little boys uh, myth where, you know, only little boys have ADHD, right? Um, well, that's not true. Women tend to have the more inattentive type. And we tend to mask it really, really well and internalize everything. So then it becomes mental health issues like anxiety and depression. And anxiety and depression are symptoms of untreated ADHD, in case you didn't know it. Then there's the combined type. That's what I have. I'm an overachiever. I got it all. So sometimes I'm inattentive and kind of like in my own world. And other times I'm coming in hot, right? And the medication is a great tool for me because it does help me harness some of that energy and focus. But I have to go to the gym first thing in the morning in order to do that because I have to get out some of that hamster energy, I call it, chihuahua energy. I got to get some of that out. And then I get super creative. And then I'm ready to do some other work, right? So there's those different types. And so since we're so different, it doesn't mean anything is not available to you. There are ways you can work through things. There are ways you can have people who help you to do that. Do you think that people like Bill Gates or, gosh, I'm trying to think, um, there are so many ADHD actresses um, and like personalities and entrepreneurs, huge ones, as well as males who have ADHD, who just have these major companies. Like, do you think they do all the little minute shit every single day? No, but it has to start with an idea, right? And then that idea is something that you take and you grow it. And as you grow it, like you heard last week, there's a point where you start to delegate certain things and there are people that help you with what you do. But you, your work is being in that zone where you are doing the things you're passionate about because you're going to just keep going for it. And like I've seen with Alexis, she's been going at this and perfecting it and crafting it and 
I saw a comedian I love at one place and she was playing there a couple days later, my cousin. So it's just been really kind of cool to see her grow. But it also helps me remember that everything's available to us. It's available to you. Do you want to start an Etsy store? Available. Do you want to eventually fly on a private jet? Also available. And everything in between. An entire technicolor world of things, of possibilities, of growth, of ways to do things that fit your life, fit your brain, fit your family, fit your way of living, or even make it better. You know, I finally, after a lot of years, hired somebody to come in and clean the house from time to time because I just don't do it. And I can sit here and run this business and meet with my clients and all, but my laundry piles up like crazy. It's the duality of ADHD. There's so much duality. I even put out this one meme one time and it got so many views because it was like showing the duplicity of ADHD, how you can be overstimulated, but understimulated, all the other things that are opposing, sleep too much, but then not sleep. And, you know, there's so many things that <laughs> shouldn't go together that we have with ADHD. But if you have a goal in mind, a place, a direction you want to head, and you just start putting one foot in front of the other, taking what I call lovingly the next best step, and then take the next best step, and then the next best step. That's how you get here. That's how you get anywhere. <laughs> this podcast. I shot this podcast out of a cannon in five weeks. Why? Because I had accountability and guardrails. I had the right people surrounding me to help me manage certain tasks that I needed to get done in order to get there. And I was accountable each week to my mentor. And next thing I knew, five weeks later, boom, it was initially called Women Out Loud. Women Out Loud was born. And that was something I thought was impossible. That's impossible. I think this is episode 68. I used to read my episodes. I used like, you have to do it over and over and over again. You have to practice. You have to get better at your craft or whatever it is. Are you a creative? Are you a, you know, a creative who wants to own a business and share your creativity? Are you somebody who wants to support other women? Are you wanting to create products for women. I have friends who are estheticians and they created their own sugaring line. And, and, and it was a collaboration for the names. She came in and asked us because we were like her business besties and we all threw around names and she figured that out. Like, this is not something that you do alone. Life is not something we are meant to do alone. We like our routine. Yes. It is hard to go out of our comfort zone at times. Yes. We do a lot of masking and a lot of pretending to not be a certain way. And then there's a point in your life where you've got to say, fuck it, pull off those masks, be who the fuck you are, and just go for it. I don't know what your it is. 
It could be anything. But in the context of business, let's say your it is you want to make a certain amount of money per month. Or you have certain goals of numbers of people you want to help, like mine. Mine is a number of humans. The money comes, right? When you want to help and do certain things for people. When I was a realtor, I always took great care of my clients because I knew that if I took great care of the people, the rest would fall in line. And it did. I sold 20 houses my first year. National average is like two. And I was young and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just throwing spaghetti against the wall. But I had great training and I had a phenomenal mentor. And I still use his advice to this day. And we're talking decades later. But he was my first mentor. And I've had mentors along the way. And I know Alexis has had mentors along the way. And a bunch of my other friends in that, you know, friend group that I met through a a mentor who did a group, group coaching program and six of us stuck together and we've been together ever since. And I've talked about those women. We have to have our in-person community. We have to have our business community or those people online who relate to us. (laughs) Mel Robbins one time said, I want to hang out with people, but the people I want to hang out with, they want to be at their house too. And it made me crack up because I'm like, yep, I felt that, (laughs) you know, I have to press myself to go out and do certain things because it just feels overwhelming sometimes or, you know. But then there's other times where I can just freaking take the leap, take the leap of faith or that next step, like in that Indiana Jones scene. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I'll have to find out which one it was in and maybe put it in the show notes. He's standing there like looking for these steps. He's looking on a map. He's looking for some steps and there's no steps there. So finally he's like, okay, I'm just going to take a step. And all of a sudden he notices that there is something that rises to meet his foot. And then he gets across. Because he couldn't see it from the angle he was at until he could. And then he got across. So I'm just going to sum this up. Nothing out there is unavailable to you, no matter what your circumstance. Believe that. Belief becomes action. Action becomes reality. The things that you do and think about and put your time into and towards. The things you, you, you say to yourself. How you treat you. The universe is listening. Alexis had Shia LaBeouf run into, towards her in a sunset. Like, what are the odds? It's a silly story, I know, but there was a huger point here, a bigger point here that I know you're picking up what I'm putting down. And I, it's not actually a silly story. I kind of think it's a really fucking great story because I've known Alexis my whole life. But to wrap this up with a bow, just remember that it's okay to go for it. You're going to fail. Certain things are going to not work out. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to refine. But start moving. Begin. 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 That's it. That's all I got for you today. So with that, I see you. I love you. I'm rooting for you always. Please stay weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> and thank you so much for listening to another episode. I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. And I would like to ask a little favor of you because I'm trying to get to as many women with ADHD as possible. Please like, share, subscribe, give a five-star review. And you could even post a screenshot in your stories and tag me so that I can thank you because the more women that this podcast gets to, the more we can help women like us. So thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye.